The StreamSets DataOps platform is the world's first single platform for building smart data pipelines across hybrid and multi-cloud architectures. You can build, run, monitor, and manage data pipelines confidently with an end-to-end -end data integration platform that's built for constant change. Amp up your productivity with easy-to-navigate interface with hundreds of pre-built sources and destinations. Once you're up and running, your smart data pipelines are resilient to data drift, those ongoing and unexpected changes in your data infrastructure and pipelines. Finally, you have one single pane of glass for operating and monitoring all of your data pipelines. Get started today building data pipelines in minutes for free at streamsets.com slash tag data. The first 10 listeners of this podcast that subscribe to StreamSets Professional Tier will receive two months free after their first month. Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and welcome to Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Christina Spasopoulos, which is the analytical lead for Waze, the navigation system. Welcome to Tag Data Talk, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I know we've been chatting for a while, so I'm really excited to be here today. Awesome. Well, today we're talking about building and advancing a data science career, a topic that is really interesting and hot for a lot of people in this field. So let's start off with a little bit of an introduction. Tell us, Christina, why are you so cool? Uh, nice, nice choice of words. Um, so my name, like you said, is Christina Stathopoulos. Um, many know me as a data voice on LinkedIn, where I'm very active in the, the data community. I would say I've built a very unique career in data science. I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, so, but, but I studied my bachelor's degree there and ended up moving abroad to Madrid, Spain shortly after, where I completely developed my career abroad in analytics and in a second language in Spanish. Um, and professionally, I've held several data specialist roles at Google for over, over four years now. Most recently, like you said, as an analytical lead at Waze, um, which ended up taking me back to the U.S. I relocated back to New York City recently. Um, so I've held these, these different data specialist roles as well. I'm an adjunct professor of analytics at IE Business School. I am a guest lecturer at various universities in Spain and the U.S. Um, and an international public speaker. So I keep myself very busy in the data world. Um, and I'm passionate about all things data and, and tech. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And we're really grateful to have you as part of Tag Data Talk. Um, so before we dive into how to advance, like build and advance this career that is so hot right now, like this is the career, um, let's talk about what is what do we mean by an analytics or a data science career? Like what, what does that encompass and what does that exclude? Yeah, this is a really good question because I feel like people throw it out there. And in the end, it, it means a lot of different things and it encompasses a lot of different um, subjects and topics. So I think that when we talk about a data science career, it could mean a data scientist in the traditional sense of the word. So like cleaning data, modeling it, putting data products into production. But it could also mean something like a business analyst, a data visualization specialist, a machine learning engineer, a statistician, or even getting into management. So leading teams of, um, of analysts or up to a chief data officer. So lots of different things. And I've also noticed that um, data science has a lot of overlaps with data engineering. I would say there's a bit of a gray area in the middle, but they still have their core differences. 
data engineering being more like the infrastructure, cloud, um, data quality, and monitoring. Um, but for those new to this, and if you're overwhelmed with all of these options, I would just say like treat it as a buffet if you're getting into this for the first time. Get a taste of everything and try to find what interests you most so you can narrow in on that. And then the good thing is that um, keep in mind that it's not a done deal. So when you choose your path in this field, um, many times roles evolve from one to the other. So oftentimes you have a data analyst evolving into a data scientist, or you even have a lot changing between data science and data engineering. So um, just keep your mind open and, and um, test out the buffet. And also don't be scared to take that step. You can always change later on. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So the, um, you talked about data science, like the traditional data scientists, some of the data engineering as we try to define what this really means. Um, business analysts, uh, machine learning specialists or machine learning engineer, even statisticians. And even you mentioned management. So is someone that's a, you know, a director level person that's over a team of analytics and data scientists and they never code are they considered in data science? Would you call that still part of this um, web? Yes and no, because we need we do need managers in data science. And in my experience, um, what's interesting is that you have two different types of managers. So you have managers who are technical, who come from an engineering mm -hmm. or data science background. And I feel like those those are the type of managers that do best when they're leading a data science team because they can really connect with their team and they understand what's going on. But then, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. you can have other managers who maybe are, are great managers. They're great people, um, people person. I don't know how I would say that, but they, they are great at managing people, but they might not have the technical capabilities. That's still okay. I would classify them, yes, they're still within the data science realm, but they're managing a team of data scientists. Although, like I said, in my experience, I feel like the other type of manager succeeds more just because they can really connect with mm -hmm. their team. Okay, I see what you're saying. So there are some that are, their field of expertise is management, and they just so happen to do it with a data science team. And so they may, you know, they may be able to transfer that and be like the manager over project managers, or the manager over, I don't know, accountants. That's, a, that's extremely different. But still, their, their field of expertise is management. And then there are those data science leaders where their field of expertise is more the technical side. And so they can have maybe more empathy and understanding for leading those teams. And so they may not be as good of a manager, you know, if they're highly technical and they're more um, hands-on with the laptop and uh, understand coding, that's not their field of expertise of management, but their field of expertise being um, the technical side. Okay, yeah. so both of them are still considered within that, that, um, that realm. So it's a, it's a fairly broad um, classification, if you will, or schema of different types of careers that are, that are considered analytics and data science. Great. Absolutely. It's very, very broad. Uh, so um, what would you say are some of the ways to, to start? So those who are listening right now, some people are starting or they're trying to transition. They're either starting straight out of school or something like that, or they're trying to transition from say like, I'm, a, I'm in finance and I'm sort of like a, sort of a financial analyst and I really want to get into more data science. And there's also those that are listening, probably more so, that are managers and leaders that are hiring managers. And so they need to understand what the thought process is as well, especially if they're trying to build a career path for these people. So what, what advice would you give for someone who's really just trying to 
start and get going and build a career in this field? Yeah, I have a lot of advice around this because since I teach in this space, I get this question a lot from my students who are or just getting started or making a transition in their career. So if we if we start way at the beginning, like with your studies, I would say there's two paths that you can take to build a career in data science. Um, Self-study, of course, so YouTube University or whatever you want to call it. There's plenty of people out there who have really started with no background in the field, and then they've used the power of the internet to get up to speed. There's so much material out there, so it's absolutely possible, but it does take a little bit more self-motivation and, and organization. And then the other thing is a more traditional path. So you can get a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, uh, maybe an executive program, lots of different options in data science. Um, but either way, whether you go either route, I would say that you need to prove your worth from your studies to then land the job that you want. Um, I will note, though, that there's tons of job opportunities. So there, there's really more um, job opportunities than there are qualified candidates. So the odds are in your favor. But you still need to work on building some sort of profile to showcase that you can do what, what you say you can do. Um, and then, so that's more like the study side, but once we get into the workplace, there's a few things that you can keep in mind as you're developing this data science career. Um, so it's not only about your education or your ability to program, um, but as well, an another very important thing is, is business domain knowledge. So I think that once you figure out the field that you're going to go into, um, in my case, I mean, honestly, I didn't have an industry calling me. I fell into one because what was most important to me was working with data. I didn't necessarily have a preference around that. And some people might fall into their industry as well. But once you do get into this industry, study the background of the data that you're working with, because then you can be really dangerous with it. Um, and then, so besides this like knowledge base that you're building, work on your communication and people skills. This is so, so important. These soft skills, but particularly communication, learning to be comfortable speaking in front of a crowd. Um, also very important how to explain complex topics to an audience of varying, varying backgrounds, especially when we're talking about tech and data. Um, so just learn to communicate well. And, and if you can, even like public speaking, these are, these are things that people in the tech world tend to shy away from. So if you can work on that and get ahead, it can really put you ahead of the competition. I love it. This is great. Okay, so kind of um, the precursor, I guess, or the, the prereq, if you want to call it that, the A, I'll call it the A, <laughs> is technical is table stakes. So you've, you've got a couple of paths, and you can mix and match, I'm sure. Um, so technical meaning, um, you know, YouTube University or wherever, self-study, and or the traditional route, which is master's, um, doctorate degree, or even a certificate at the, at the undergraduate level, something like that. But regardless of which path, or if you combine them, you got to prove your worth. So that's the technical side. It's just kind of the prereq. And then the three things I sort of teased out of what you said were um, there are core skills that you absolutely have to have. And you didn't say this specifically, but I'm assuming you mean things like SQL. I mean, it, not just tool-based, but Gosh, if you don't know how to, <laughs> if you don't know how to do some of the fundamental things or look at um, scripted data, you're in, you're kind of in big trouble. So there's those core skills. Secondly, is if you know you're going into a certain um, subdomain like financial services. I've always been, I've always loved financial services or customer experience, using data for customer experience. 
know the terms and the data, like understand the data. So you know you're going into a certain area, know that data really well. And then the third thing you mentioned, which I'm so glad you said this, is um, the softer skills and especially communication, being able to talk to audiences outside of yourself that are um, – um, that are not as knowledgeable about what's under the covers and in the black box, and you're able to explain to them in real terms that are actionable about here's what your data says and here's how you can react to it. Uh, does that capture the majority of what you of what you said as far as like how you get started building? Yeah, you captured it all. I talked a lot, and you just summarized it very well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> very nice. Um, so sounds great. All rosy. Let's go. However, comma, we know that reality hits and that there are certain struggles. What are do you, what do you think, Christina? Are the top struggles or barriers for building and developing this data science career? And gosh, how I mean, someone like you, you learned you started your career in a second language in another country, and that's just amazing that you everything that you've accomplished in a relatively short amount of time. So. What are some of the biggest barriers and how do you overcome them? I think one of the most common obstacles, you're probably not going to be surprised that I'm saying this, um, but and it's a common obstacle, particularly for women in tech, but really it, it affects everyone and that's imposter syndrome. So my advice for overcoming this is that first of all, everyone deals with it. Everyone experiences it in some form. So you are not alone. Recognizing that will help. When and yeah, then, well, let me just before oh, you go, go to before you go to the next one, can you please help us for those that don't know what that term means? Can you please define it real quick? Yeah, so putting me on the spot, Beverly. <laughs> so imposter syndrome is um, let's see how I would explain it, but it's like feeling that you um, are not good enough, that you don't belong, that you are an imposter in in a, in the sense of the word that you are should not be there because you're not qualified enough. So okay, I yes, think I had a client tell me one time that um, it's interesting that you say that women in particular, because she told me she's this great client that we had. And she said, um, I worry a little that you think you have to have a hundred percent, like you have to know everything all the time and you don't, that's don't let imposter syndrome creep into your, you know, your work life and how, how you go about managing things. So that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Is this, uh, that one of the barriers is, as a data scientist, you can really go deep down certain paths. Like you could be a computer scientist, you could be big on NLP, you could be, and there's, it's, uh, nobody's going to know it all, you know. And so this feeling that you don't know enough to be considered um, a data scientist or good enough, that's a big barrier. Yeah. Okay. It is, it is. And, and I had mentioned the women in tech thing because there's a lot of stats around how this affects many times women more. And one of them that I always come across is that in, is when you're applying for a job. So most times women will wait until they have met 90, 100% of the qualifications, whereas men will apply to a job even though they've only met 60% of the qualifications. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was around that. And it's another um, like showcasing the difference between genders and how sometimes we put even more pressure on ourselves to do everything. And you can't, you cannot do that, especially in the data science world. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So what are some of the other top barriers? This is great. 
Uh, and I'm just, I'm thinking about all the people listening and how they're like, oh, gosh, that might be me. What can I do? Uh, so what are some of the other barriers? And then maybe we can talk about the solutions. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other barriers because for me, this has imposter syndrome has probably been like the biggest, the biggest one for me. And then maybe it kind of connects into that um, is just like this feeling of being overwhelmed and not knowing where to start um, because it is an overwhelming field. And the fact that it's constantly changing as well makes it even more overwhelming because you learn something today and in a couple of years it's already outdated. Um, so maybe that could be a barrier, this like continuous change. You know, the only constant is change. Absolutely true in the yep. data science world. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't treat it as a barrier. You just need to get used to continuous learning. That's a part of, uh, of being in the field. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the things that I've uh, captured um, from what you said, the imposter syndrome, definitely. Uh, the dynamic nature, like here today, who knows what tomorrow, <laughs> right? And that can be hard for some people to kind of keep up with. Um, you didn't say it exactly, but you sort of implied that um, some people have um, analysis paralysis. I had analysis paralysis really bad when I first started because I was like, oh, my God, let me try it this way. Let me try it that way. I was basically doing manual machine learning. Like, let me try it this way. Let me try it that way. Let me change the – let me use this method. Let me use that method. I was I was iterating with the same data to solve the same problem, but I kept iterating and generating. I would generate like literally 15 models for one particular thing. And I was fast at it, so it was, you know, it was kind of good. But the analysis paralysis where you keep, you just can't stop. And um, I think that is something that you implied. So that's definitely in there. Uh, let's see what number I'm on. Number four, you didn't mention it right this second, but a minute ago you mentioned um, communication and how people in our field are, are typically very quant and technical. And so left brain people are oftentimes connected to sort of introverted and not wanting this is a generalization, not 100% true, but I'm obviously not an introvert, you know. But the, um, the common theme is that you don't put yourself out there and you don't communicate. You know, that's not your strength. You've got all these other wonderful strengths. And so communicating may not be... Um, a top one for you. Um, so that might be a barrier as well. And I'm going to ask if you think that this is one because um, so, so far we've got imposter, analysis paralysis, dynamic nature, communication, and then the two I wanted to ask if you agreed with, um, Christina, are I keep hearing a lack of curiosity. I keep hearing from leaders in analytics that they worry that they're teams might have a lack of personal curiosity about the business problem or about the data or about like they want to be told how to analyze stuff. And instead of being like just really curious and thirsty to find the insights and to dig into it more, are you seeing this or am I just, you know, um, observing a few anecdotal like instances or do you think this is a, a bit of a theme? No, a hundred percent. It's really good that you call that out. I would say this is more moving from reactive to proactive, and I absolutely mm. see it. You're used to like getting requests, solving the problem, and then we're done. Whereas you actually want to turn the tables and you want your analyst or data science team to be coming up with the problems and then solving them, but because of their, their curiosity. So being more proactive. Yeah. I love that. A reactive to proactive, that's a good way to think about it. So not an order taker, but more of a consultative advisor, like, hey, maybe we should look at this. That's yeah. awesome. And then the, um, the other one I was going to ask about is 
Um, do you find that uh, data scientists or analytics professionals have a harder time focusing on the business question as opposed to focusing on like what they can do with the data? Have you seen a trend in that uh, area? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the person because for sure people who come mm -hmm. from a more technical background, engineering, statistics, like in my case, we're very much, we get really deep into the numbers and we forget, we forget about the business side. Um, so it happens. And that's why when you have these profiles of people who are like data translators who can really make the connection to the business, then those are the people who really grow in their career and have a lot of doors opening for them. So it's definitely uh, an issue. It's, it's, a, it's a problem in the industry. And it's something that if you're coming into this industry, work on it because it can open a lot of doors for you and it can help you progress in your career. Yep, I love it. This is great. Okay, and then uh, let's see. So moving to the next question, because I know we're getting tight on time here and we really appreciate you. This is great stuff is um, just real quickly, if you had to remove some of these barriers, how do they do it? Like, what can they, like, tell us what to do, Christina. Yeah, there's so many barriers, so I don't want to go through all of them. I'll, I'll probably talk about, right. let me focus on the first one, imposter syndrome, because I think that's, that's a huge one and one that I've dealt with personally, so I, I can relate to it. And I would say to get over it, um, the first thing was what I had mentioned earlier about remembering that you're not alone. Everyone experiences this. And then my second piece of advice would be like to fake it until you make it. So in the sense that if you feel uncomfortable or unqualified, whatever you do, do not let it show. Um, so learn to project confidence and a smile. It goes a long way. Um, accentuate the positive that you can offer in any situation. Um, and, and also learn to like separate your feelings from the facts recognize what you can bring to any situation, recognize how much you have accomplished to get to where you are today. Don't let your feelings get in the way. Um, and really, whenever you are in these tough or uncomfortable situations, the way you handle them says a lot about you. Very nice. It's hard to even believe that you even thought about imposter syndrome, unless even had it, like, because uh, you're so accomplished. It's just kind of funny that it tells us it could be anybody that feels this way. So if, you know, some of my um, guests have been remarkable, and I know that this is not the first time I've heard this on Tag Data Talk. So very interesting um, and great advice. So what uh, final piece of advice would you give to somebody um, to kind of, you know, if you could do, you could tell people like, this, just do this one thing. What final piece of advice would you give to an analytics professional trying to, um, advance or build their data science career? I think we've already gone through a lot of different nuggets of knowledge. So I'm going to choose something completely different to add a new tip to the conversation. And I would say that um, if you want to make it far in the field, then start building your personal brand. So for me, this means like not letting your job define you. Um, rather find a way to build a brand around your name, connect this to whatever passions that you may have professionally and personally, I would say. Um, so like push yourself out of your shell, build a voice. LinkedIn is a great platform for this. You know this, Beverly. I know this. We're very, we're both very active um, on the platform as well. YouTube, if you like the video format, another great place to build a brand name. Um, and with this, so find a passion within data, share it with the, with the community, um, but also keep in mind that we're all human 
And you can also find some personal passions that you can bring to the table to connect with your audience. Um, so really just, just work on this. It's a way to, to have yourself stand out from the crowd. And also you'll, you'll be surprised at how many doors as well it can open for you because it, it definitely has for me. And I think people many times overlook the power of platforms like LinkedIn and YouTube. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Christina Stathopoulos, for talking to us about building and developing a data science career. Of course. Thank you for having me.